it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond, episode number 506 for October 18th, 2017. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Mark Fawcett, who is the founder of MacMen. We met at MacStock Expo in Chicago, which is another reason you should all go to MacStock. And do you ever meet somebody when you're like, I'm going to be friends with this person for life? I don't know if Mark feels that way, so I probably embarrassed him here. But that's why I felt when I, I met, I felt when I met you, Mark. Yeah, no, that, it's amazing. I felt exactly the same way. I felt like we'd already known each other and uh, would uh, have a really good connection. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Well, I wanted to get you on the show because you are uh, one of these guys that goes to people's houses and fixes their computers, which I find a, a, a terrifying idea and a fascinating idea. And while <laughs> we were at MacStock, you told me a bunch of things that have happened to you that were very, very interesting. And uh, but let's back up a little bit. And and well, first of all, tell us what you do right now and then back up into some of your past, because I think it's interesting the path you went to to get to where you are today. Yeah, I didn't I didn't take a direct path like um, graduating with computer sciences in college or anything like that. Uh, I um, after college, I actually uh, worked for a TV station and became a TV producer. What? Uh, both, like yeah, real TV? And, pardon me? Like real television, like the kind like, on Channel Seven kind of television. Uh, yeah, it started out with a local talk show, and then uh, worked my way up to um, producing shows for uh, HGTV, Home and Garden Television, and Discovery Channel. Oh and, wow! Um, did hundreds and hundreds of shows uh, on on those channels, so it was fantastic. Um, and then did commercials and infomercials. Um, did a sleep number bed infomercial with uh, the Bionic Woman, uh, Lindsay Wagner. Really? Really? Yeah. Like you were yeah. on the bed with her or you were no, no, producing no, no. the show? Let's not start rumors now. No, okay. No. Okay. Um, no, I was not on the bed with her, but um, but we did the infomercial with her for sleep number beds and and um, select select uh, uh, sleep number beds. So um, I did that for 20 years, including editing and um, and producing and writing. And then, um, after doing that for 20 years, I just got burned out. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, uh, was, uh, gave it my all and just kind of got burned out after 20 years of it. So I wanted to, uh, do something completely different. Um, I created, uh, online shops for a while and websites for small businesses. And then I realized what I really loved was the, the Apple computers that I was working on, that I was doing my work on, um, rather than, uh, the jobs that I was doing. So I decided to get back to my roots and, um, I'd always been a huge Apple guy from the early eighties. Um, and, uh, always knew them inside and out friends and relatives would come to me to fix their electronics and their computers for free. And I said, <laughs> I should do this as a business. So I, you know, it, it is kind of funny. I'm, I'm curious how many of us ended up in in doing this as as part of that same thing where it's the tool that was interesting not what we were doing with the tool that, that's how i switched from engineering into an it field was because i was a mechanical engineer i was designing these cool gimbals and steering mirrors and it was fascinating and interesting stuff but what really got me excited was when i could get the computer to do my bidding exactly yeah, not that yeah. I made, you know, the steering mirror meet the right accuracy and, you know, withstand the G-forces. That didn't excite me. What excited me was, ooh, I got it to spin and build this and it was all cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how it was for me. And uh, so I t- jumped right in feet first, uh, took it on as my full-time job. been doing it for six years and I absolutely love it. 
I uh, love every minute of it. I work day and night and I don't mind because I enjoy it so much and I enjoy helping people out. And, you know, people come to me with a lot of stress and problems and saying they hate technology. And um, I love to swoop in there and clear things up for them, fix them up for them. And they are so relieved and happy. It's I say sometimes I feel like a floral delivery person because when I arrive, um, they're so happy to see me and, uh, I, you know, it makes their day to take away that stress. So it's great. So you have to like people then. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah, that, that might that might hold a lot of us back who are our nerdlets. Right. You know, the, right. the natural nerdlet is maybe not the natural go to somebody's house and be nice to them. I mean, that yeah. means you're not allowed to go in and say, hey, moron, you shouldn't have done that. You know, that, that, would, that would probably not work as a strategy, right? It really wouldn't. I'd say uh, for someone that doesn't enjoy people, I'd say, you know, work out of a cubicle or something. That's great. <laughs> but for me, I'm very social, um, outgoing. I love people. And um, I like explaining things, um, you know, the tough stuff to a client in normal language um, you know, like if you talk about folders and all of that structure, it kind of explained like Russian nesting dolls or this or that, just things that they can kind of picture better. Um, a lot of people have had IT experiences with maybe somebody that's not uh, very social or they sometimes IT guys can be condescending, you know, kind of like sometimes, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's very generous of you. Right. How come you don't understand this? It's so easy for me, that kind of thing. Um, I like to break that mold and uh, be, you know, be much more um, outgoing and, and be able to have people relate with it. So I, and I, I do. I, I really resonate to that. Um, one of the greatest things I had when I was at work was uh, I had a, an administrative assistant who was brilliant, but not versant in what we did. And so I would, when I had to explain something to somebody before I do it, I would go to her and I would explain it to her and she'd go, what the heck are you talking about? But, or she would say, oh, that makes complete sense. I was trying yeah. to figure out a way to explain wikis. And I, I came up with this idea of think about it like a community garden. You go in oh. and you plant a bunch of stuff, but then you forget about it. And somebody comes over and goes, oh man, she's got weeds in her garden. Let me take fix those weeds. Or you look over the fence and go, oh, she's got aphids. Let me go spray that for her. And she just went, yeah, I totally get it. And, yeah. and like yeah. your Russian nesting doll story, yeah. if you can bring it home to something that they can resonate with, you know, sometimes I say that and people go, well, what's a, what's a community garden? Well, okay. I got to pick <laughs> another one. Right. 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 No, that's a great metaphor. I like that. That's, that makes a lot of sense. For, you can for use that if you need it. Thank you. I think I will. <laughs> um, and, uh, but the other interesting thing is because, um, you know, I end up bonding with the client so much as we're hanging out there and I'm doing the work. Um, it's really interesting. You really become close with these people. And a lot of them are, we've kind of become family almost. And uh, people get very comfortable around me. Um, uh, there are a few, uh, well, a few clients gave me keys to their house. And what? they said, if you, ever, if you ever need to fix my computer when I'm not around, yeah, just come on in and do it. So that's interesting. But that's- So you you don't live in California, do you? <laughs> No, no. Uh, you're in Minnesota. I figured out yeah. from your accent. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't. Are you in a small town by any chance? Uh, no, no. Are you uh, guys lock city. your front doors? Uh, yeah. I in the city we do. People out more in the country don't. I don't get that at all. I lock my doors all the time. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's that's the ultimate compliment of trust, I guess. If people oh yeah, are to their house. So, um, and then another example of 
uh, maybe people becoming extremely comfortable is uh, I have a few clients that sometimes just hang out in their bathrobe. That's about <laughs> it while I'm Hello. Uh, yeah, just sitting next to me while I'm working on their computer. So a guy and a gal in two different situations. So, um, you know, I guess it's good that I make people feel comfortable enough. So I, I take that as a compliment. So <laughs> Now, do you start showing up in your bathrobe? I mean, do you, is there a dress code here? You know, am I overdressed? I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I feel overdressed here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I, I think th- th- that's got to be something unusual about you. I, I can't picture that being the way everybody would feel when the tech person comes into their house thinking yeah. I'm that comfortable that I'm going to sit and sip coffee and wear my bathrobe and, you know, right. play with a cat while you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess that there's a good vibe there or something. Yeah. So, so I'm sure there's a joke about the streak, the <laughs> streak squad or something there, but squad <laughs> joke, but I'm not sure. So. so when you walk into a house, do people usually have a preconceived notion? Like they're going to tell you what's wrong and you have to parse that or, or put it away and, and do your own observations? What What's that like? Yeah, well, you know, that's the other thing I love about the job is um, I always feel like um, I'm kind of solving a mystery, like it's a, mm. like it's a murder she wrote or something kind of <laughs> deal. And uh, um, because when I arrive... Kids, often, that was a television show about right. 30 years ago. <laughs> exactly. 20 minutes. Um, uh, when I show up, often, you know, they don't, you know, a client maybe doesn't even know exactly, well, definitely doesn't know underneath the hood what's going wrong, but they just know something's not quite working. So when I show up, I often don't even know, you know, what I'm walking into yet. And it's, it's pretty, I enjoy it because I show up and have to uh, figure out all the clues and solve the mystery. And I can't leave until I've completely solved and changed the situation. So it's a fun challenge. And it keeps my brain going because I, get to, uh, you know, as I'm trying to solve it, I'm thinking back to all these past situations and past things that I've fixed and um, all the variables. And it's uh, trying to find the pattern matching, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. Um, And sometimes information from the client is helpful quite often. But like you said, there are times when you you're like, you know, thanks, that's great. And then you are actually thinking of it from a totally different angle, just because it's it's different than they than they've observed. So. Well, I ask that I don't do this professionally, obviously, but I do it for free for friends and family. But I mean, I'll, I'll get people who will say it doesn't like me. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. That's super helpful. Can you hum a few more bars for me? You know, give me a little clue. Right. That's the only thing that's wrong is it doesn't like it me. It doesn't Great. like okay. me. It's like, OK. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> What do you do uh, if you're asked to help with, uh, say, Windows or Android? I mean, do you have like published rules about that and adhere to them strictly? Or do you try to help if, say, somebody has an iPhone and they want to sync it to their photos, their photos onto Windows? What do you do? Right. Yeah, because um, my company's called MacMen, so we only do officially only do uh, work on Apple products. But, um, yeah, I do whatever it takes to make the client happy. So if they have, you know, some of them do have Android phones um, or a, a PC as well. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've, I know enough about those other platforms to be able to work on them. I obviously um, enjoy the Apple, everything Apple much more, but um, I, I'm able to solve the problem or get their stuff to sync with it and all of that. So, so I, 
I I do it, but I certainly do you love grumble. It even I mean, what do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you whine at least? I, this is a part where this is why I'm glad I don't do it professionally. Is I would just go, nope, <laughs> not going to. That's great. Yeah, no, I do some. I do end up steering a lot of them towards switching from an Android to an iPhone eventually. And that's here's why this would be easier is if you had yeah. this. Yeah. So you yeah. just pick away at them until they come into the and see the light in the true way. Exactly. Till I break them down and crush <laughs> them. Yep. Exactly. So. <laughs> so you don't have any published rules about it? I don't. Nope. You, you, really. you let them know by your title that you specialize in, in Apple stuff. Yeah. And if it's a, like a new client that has contacted me and they only have a PC and that sort of thing, then um, I, I know some great people that are like the PC equivalent. Of oh, OK. Me. So, I, so I, if it's steer. all if it's all Windows stuff, then I uh, steer them over to someone that I know that that does house calls with that. But if they have Apple stuff, but also some Windows stuff then I'm willing, certainly willing to work with it. So. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you do any kind of a contract with your clients? You know, it's, it's funny. I know some other people that do the same thing that I do and they have a ton of paperwork and um, a contract and they send off a PDF to the, to the client to sign and all this stuff and probably liability wise or something, I should have some of that, but it's amazing. I just, it's all word of mouth and handshake and I come in and work on their stuff. They, um, people are giving me their computers to take away all the time and I have a business card and I have a sign on my vehicle. Um, <laughs> and my, my license plates say Mac men, but, um, <laughs> there you go. He must be legit. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a so, license plate. <laughs> that's right. So that's um, how I stalked you at one of the parties from, uh, <laughs> from Maxac Expo. That's right. That's right. Um, and so people are, you know, handing over their their life on a computer to me. Luckily, man, I I I take that with uh, great respect. And um, you know, I have um, I have a rule that any you know, if I just finished picked up a computer from a client, um, and I'm going to head in with another client, or I have to stop uh, at a restaurant or something, I don't uh, ever leave uh, clients' uh, equipment in my car when I'm not in the car. I either take it in with me or I drop it off at my workbench and then go to the next client. So, um, okay. yeah, I, I guess I meant to protect you, you the other way of oh, like pe- deadbeats who don't want to pay you. Oh, right. Well, you know what? It's I'm lucky in in the TV biz. You would get paid uh, 30 days after you're done with a gig in in my business. Um, thanks to Square, um, I get paid before I leave every appointment. So, um, OK, so. So I, I haven't had any deadbeat payers because they, they pay me while I'm still so you're there. you're standing right there. Exactly. It works well that way. Oh, that's um, a good way. And then I have a few uh, clients that are um, that I'm on uh, a retainer. So for that, oh, wow. yeah. So, you know, if it's a big facility and they have a lot of computers and, and they use me a lot, then um, I'm on retainer so that they pay me the same amount every month and they can use me as much in that month, whatever comes up. Uh, I'm there for them um, as compared to other clients that um, that that pay uh, each time. So, um, so you do businesses as well? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's three fourths of my of my clients are uh, small to medium sized businesses. Oh, wow. Companies that um, 
that are doing great, but they just can't devote resources to uh, an in-house IT department. Sure. So I'm there. I'm their on-demand IT department. So um, that's what that's the majority of what I do is um, go off to all these offices and take care of their stuff, get it set up, do upgrades, fix this and that, um, and then also uh, have individuals at their homes as well. But I do both. Um, what do you do about? Uh, a lot of times you you might run into a problem where you need to go research it in order to figure out what's what's really going on. I'm sure you have to go away and come back with this great solution. Do you charge for that time to research? You know what? I really, um, luckily I've seen so many different situations that I, I really almost never have to go do research. I you must usually, be real smart. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. That and that is up. not my first impression. No, no. Oh, sorry. hey, oh. <laughs> um, you know, usually just uh, solving it there on the spot. But I guess if it's an extreme situation, then I would take it with me, take it back to my workbench and devote, you know, extra time to it. But, um, you know, I, I, I usually charge by the hour if, um, it's going to be a ton of hours, then I usually switch it to a flat rate because, I mean, heck, if, if a person um, needed 10 hours on their one computer uh, on the hourly rate, they should pick just up pick, a new one on the way back, a new computer, you know, so, yeah, uh, so there's that. And then I also actually do one other thing I do is I have a, um, a 10 hour block, uh, block of 10 hours as a prepaid, almost like a, hmm. um, like a uh, punch card. And, um, so for a discount, they can buy 10 hours up front and then, and then we just use those 10 hours over time, never expires. And they can just, whenever they call me and I come running, we don't have to worry about them paying at that time because they already paid and we just keep track of the hours and stuff. Oh, that's so that's a good idea. That's another way we do it. Do you it, have so. like spreadsheets and stuff or do you use? Oh uh, yeah. Spreadsheets. And I use, uh, I use, you know, um, a really good software for, um, for a business like this and a lot of other businesses is uh, repair shopper hmm. repair s h o p r and uh it's fantastic software that keeps track of all of your clients your appointments your it even grabs onto your email emails with them um calendar uh it, it really ties it all together it was an it it was a uh, someone like me that started out and they weren't happy with they couldn't find anything that really worked for them so they made it themselves and then once they got it so good they said, uh, oh, we should, you know, there are other people that could use this and we could, we could have this be our business. So, um, that's fantastic for, for, and then others like bicycle repair shops and like tons of other businesses that started applying to also, but it started out as a uh, tech support, uh, uh, house call uh, business. So. Oh, that's a, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. So let's switch over to some of the fun stuff that that actually made me want to do this in, in the interview in the first place. So have any interesting clients? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a lot of fun clients and, you know, I really enjoy all my clients and um, I won't mention any names for their for their sake. But um, I have um, a couple uh, actors in Hollywood that I take care of their computers. Wait, um, wait, if they're in Hollywood, how do you take care of their computers? Uh, I, I do it remotely. I uh, oh, wow. use Screen Screen Connect, um, which is a really great. Actually, it was just recently bought by another company. But um, if people Google Screen Connect, that's a great uh, remote software. Um, and when I bought it, you would just pay some money up front, and then you didn't have any monthly fee for it. But I guess it's a subscription now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
welcome uh, to the 2015s and all. Yeah. So yes, everything's a subscription. It's 2017. I know. Oh, <laughs> just checking. Make like sure. the subscription started kicking in around 2015. Uh, okay. You know, 365 and everything else. So, um, and uh, so yeah, so I have clients, uh, a lot of clients locally, but then also clients across the country and then even some international clients. And for those I use um, the remote software. By the way, it's um, now called ConnectWise Control. Yes, that's right. Yep, it was bought and, and they changed that name. But uh, it's a great service. Uh, another great thing about that one is, and obviously other ones let you do this, but you can customize all of the um, the things that the client sees. So it, it doesn't say ConnectWise all over it. Instead, my logo is on there. You can put your own colors on there. You can everything. So everything from the... The system preference icon all the way to the when they uh, are being remoted in with the screen, everything says MacMan or whatever business. And oh, that's colors Instead of having to see ConnectWise or Screen Connect or something, they never see any of that. It's, so it looks like it's my own, um, you know, like, wow, MacMan made their own remote software or that sort of thing. So that's kind of That's um, cool. Okay, so you got some and, actors and that, in L.A., Yep, and some some rappers and uh, music producers. Uh, I take care of some of those, two of those guys, um, and that's been fun. And then, did that um, happen because of your previous work in Hollywood? It no, it did not. It did not have anything to do with it. I just uh, lucked out and through wow. connections. Yeah, and and then um, this is interesting. There's a guy who sells used helicopter parts out of his guest bedroom. <laughs> Um, at home. And so he's one of my clients and, uh, he's made a good business out of, uh, somehow selling used helicopter parts. Um, so unusual. And then, um, this one, this one's, uh, oh, I, uh, a prominent, um, infectious disease specialist, um, who travels all over the world. I take care of his computer. (laughs) I always use a little, um, uh, little hand sanitizer after uh, using that keyboard in case he brought anything back from his travels. Uh, and then, um, yes. And then, um, this one is very interesting. Um, a professional dominatrix. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I showed up, you know, when I, when I show up these places, I, um, I never know what I'm going to be walking into and it, she sounded perfectly, uh, boring and normal on the phone and um then i walked into her home and it was uh, kind of a parlor and it had um whips and clamps and chains and spiked heels um watch out uh, this is a family-friendly show don't go too far (laughs) so so can i mention the rubber horse mask that was there as well sure okay and then um for play acting right right yeah and a lot of latex and stuff. Anyway, so all this was laying around and like hanging on the wall, and that's what she does. And um, from all the pictures on the desktop, I didn't even dig anywhere because <laughs> I didn't do that. But just all these pictures right there on the desktop as I'm fixing the computer, I oh um, gosh. learned a thing or two. So How do you, um, <laughs> how do you keep a straight face? I mean, did you, you didn't well, ask exactly, her about it? You know, that's the funny thing about it. I just, it was like, you know, maybe I was at a... Um, you know, an accountant's house or something. I just played straight faced and didn't even acknowledge it. You know, all these things are right next to me and I didn't even acknowledge it. I just did my job, fixed her computer, chit chatted with her and, um, left and that was it. And then actually I was back there about a week ago and I was like, Oh, I guess I didn't imagine this. This is uh, (laughs) happening. So, wow. Wow. See, 
Never liking people moment. and not making smart aleck remarks when you see something like that, I, I'm out. Yeah, I'm definitely. This is not my skill set. I could not do it. Yeah, and then you know, people have asked me if you they say, are you, "Have you ever been in a dangerous situation?" Because mm. it is very vulnerable. If I'm, you know, with Craigslist or something, you can just meet someone out in a parking lot. But you know, I'm going in these homes, and then they're like, "Oh, it's upstairs in this back room," and then I'm, <laughs> you know, and come on uh, in. Exactly. And um, so uh, I always make sure I have my phone with me and uh, and things like <laughs> that. Nine one and it's ready for the third digit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. And um, and then. Yeah. So I never know what I'm going to walk into, but usually it's fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful people. I love all my clients. They're great. So that's cool. Even the boring dominatrix. right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what kind of problems do you run into the most often? What's what's the most common thing? Um, you know, I see, uh, well, unfortunately, it seems uh, recently that uh, the one I run into the most is spilled liquids on the old MacBook ah. Pro. That is, uh, I probably get six calls a day about that. Six and, calls uh, a day? Yeah, six calls a day um, <sighs> just on that topic. And um, Oh, my gosh sad thing is, you know, the second it goes through that keyboard and lands on the logic board, it's, it's going to start corroding. And So that doesn't even, take a long, long time to uh, repair because you just sent them a link to where to buy a new one? Well, unfortunately, that's like kind of the one thing that often that's kind of has to be my answer quite often because, you know, and off, and if it were water, that'd be bad enough, but it's always coffee with creamer, you know, so you have the acids and, and sugars, sugars in there and, start yeah. eating like, or wine, you know, all those things that are just going to eat away. And, um, they're, you know, oh, some of the keys don't work on the keyboard. They're hoping, oh, can you just replace that letter K key or something? But <laughs> yeah, that's not what it is. It's, now, uh, this has never happened to me. <laughs> so if I'd have been drinking a martini, I would have been fine. But since it was a gin and tonic, that's what, right. uh, that's what really, I mean, the gin would have just helped probably clean things right. out. You know, like you can clean some with rubbing alcohol. So yeah. Yeah. Know, and but, gin is close to that, but uh, right. yeah, that, that tonic with the sugar in it is what killed me. Right. Yes. Yes. You don't want a, uh, um, uh, yeah, any of those sugary or acidy drinks on there. So, um, you know, sometimes they dry out and are okay, but almost always it's already starting to corrode. And, um, you know, I people can turn it upside down to try to drip some stuff out of it, put it in a bag with dry rice. Um, but in the end, the damage has already begun. Um, and then you can replace the logic board, but it's going to, boy, it can be up to like $800. And at that point, you should just put that towards a new computer because if you have an older Mac, and you're yeah. going to put $800 in it, then you're going to be back to having a working older Mac. You, you know, you might as well put that towards a faster processor, a newer, a newer Mac. So I, I don't like those calls because uh, often that's all you can do is, you know, recommend that. And I don't want, I hate it when people have to do that. I love it when I can, I can fix everything else, but um, that one's a tough one. But, you know, also uh, I get a lot of crashed hard drives. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So do you have an an affiliate link for all the different backup services? Um, You know what? I should. You know what? I'm not an affiliate of any of them. I... I, I guess yeah, I I'm, think that's a, a, a good way to do it. Uh, my I, friend Pat does that where she's got an affiliate link with Backblaze and yeah. it, it, you know, it, everybody wins, you know. That's true. That's true. You know, I just, you know, out of the goodness of my heart, I just recommend these good companies and, and help them set them up. 
but I haven't, you know, I haven't even thought about uh, doing an affiliate project with it. But uh, definitely, uh, I'm not recommending Crash Plan Consumer anymore because <laughs> yeah. that went away, yeah. uh, unfortunately. And Crash Plan is uh, Code Forty Two. That company's in Minneapolis, so it's a hometown oh. company. So I loved recommending them. So you and could walk us, over there and just, you know, <laughs> do a do a uh, Three Stooges slap to them for us. Yeah, I would. I kind of would like to actually. So. Um, so I have tons of clients that I set up with that and now I'm moving them to Backblaze because, yeah. you know, I, I really do like Black, Backblaze as well. Now, and the one I've, I also hear recommended is Carbonite, but for Mac users, it's it's severely limited on what well, you can do with it. Yeah. You know what? They've added some more functionality to it recently, but the the strange thing is, and the reason I often didn't recommend that to people is um, with Macs, um, it backs up all your files, it backs up your photos but it didn't back up your videos. And I'm Ooh. thinking if people don't know that and they yeah. have all these home video stuff, videos are what you'd want backed up more than uh, almost anything. And so it would say for PCs, it can, but for Macs, it couldn't. Well, I think and it was so, also, you can't pause it. Is that correct? Something like that. No, you can't pause it on, I uh, I don't know if this is still true, but my, my brother's wife was having trouble with her computer was running really slow. And I said, well, let me see if I pause your backup. And yeah. it wouldn't pause. And I'm like, what? How could there not be a pause button? And I went and looked it up and it said, oh, yeah, we didn't do that on the Mac. Oh, weird. Excuse I, me? <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that. Um, it might so not that, still be true. That was yeah, a while ago. They have added some more functionality. Um, and I, I should add that um, they finally added video backup for Macs, but it's at a higher tier. So it's not oh. like the $50 a year. I think it's closer to 100 or more. Oh, and then man. it'll do the videos. So I don't like that at all. No, um, no, so, no, no. Because you're place, not likely to know. No, I know. And and that's that's scary for people because that's their memories and things. So um Backblaze is great. I always loved Crash Plan, but now um boy, I'm happy to recommend Backblaze because they do a so great job. So glad we've had multiple options. I, I don't like to right. see the field narrowing though. No. I, yeah. I was using both actually because of some problems I had with Crash Plan and uh I'm phenomenally impressed with the speed of Backblaze. I mean, that thing is a beast. I was too. I, you know, recently have been moving clients to that and I was just amazed. It's so much faster with its uh, upload. It took me um, three weeks to upload to CrashPlan the first time and it took 18 hours with Backblaze. Yeah. Amazing. And even I've seen it even shorter than that. And I, I was like, what's, that's in what kind of infrastructure difference is that oh, that yeah. makes that huge My, difference. Mine was so, 600 gig. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it right. doesn't do uh network drives, which crash plan does, but I did never do it anyway. I mean, I kept, yeah. you know, thinking I would, I just, you know, right. really piss them off and do my, my, uh, both of my Drobos, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of which is a backup to the other Drobo, you know, so just <laughs> to see if it could, but right. Oh, well, yeah. well, you know, yeah. here's and we another- should say, we should say Crash Plan does still have a backup plan, but it's enterprise. It's like their business backup. Yeah, plan. it wasn't a lot more money. Yeah, it seems like maybe it was like at least one hundred fifty or fifty or something. Yeah. Um, so obviously, for a lot of people, that's just too expensive. Um, but um, they're still a great company, and they have that great plan. But I just think it's a shame that the consumer plan is gone. So yeah. Yeah, I would expect we might see Backblaze's price go up over time as a result <laughs> right. of the lack right. of competition. But they must have just gone, hey, wake, awaken one more going, hey, what are all these new signups? You know? yeah, Where did exactly. this come from? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he, I, I was going to say also the as far as things that um, 
that that I do the most. You know, I mean, I re I replace uh, fans that are noisy. I replace all these broken parts. I fix everything. I make um, uh, the, the, fix people's Wi-Fi and their printers and everything. But the the thing that I'm really doing several a day is um, uh, people with slow Macs uh, wanting their Mac to be sped up and you know, there are a lot of things you can do that, that help, but as you know, the best thing you can do is replace the traditional spinning hard drive with a solid state drive. And so, um, I'm doing several a day of replacing oh, they must love that. Yeah, upgrading them to a solid state drive. And you know, it's like day and night. And yeah. so they're so happy about it. They're, they're like, I feel like I have a new Mac again. And it's like a 2010 model or something. Oh yeah. You know? so yeah. It's, well, it's it- fun. That's the thing is that, I mean, the Macs retain their value and their speed. Either either they're not improving the speed fast enough on the newer ones, or it's just amazing <laughs> what they did in the old ones. But like, I've right. got a 2011 MacBook Pro, and I bought the 2016, and no, sorry, 2013 to 2016 touch bar. And yeah. I have not been able to measure a speed difference in anything except for disk writes. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I ran everything that I do. I mean, I encoded video. I, I, you know, did all the podcast stuff and it was clocked just right together. It was not faster. Now, a That's disk amazing. write is two and a half times as fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I had yeah. an SSD in the in the other one, so that's part of it, sure. and I had a lot of RAM and everything. But, yeah. uh, but you yeah. think, you, you know, there's, I'm sure the processor speed numbers are different, and yet, you know, they seemed pretty similar. They were pretty close. Yeah, there wasn't cool. there, there wasn't a big upgrade in that. Well, are you frustrated then by the harder and harder repairability of the of the machines? That's a good question. I um, it it makes it more challenging. Yeah, I um, you know, as things become more soldered in, as uh, the hard drives now are, you know, the PCI ones instead of the regular traditional. Uh, rectangular hard drives, you know, the SATA drives and stuff that always makes things more complicated. Um, and I the, think I fix it and, and, uh, OWC, don't they, don't they have, they do, they do. And the I PCI order ones? them. Yep. And I order them from them all the time and, and do those and it works out great, but it just, um, it just, it, it, it makes things a little more complicated. Um, or the iMacs where the glass screens were held on by magnets, you know, and screws. Oh, yeah. Um, now they're That's glued on. Oh, so, that's right. So, yeah, from 2012 on, they're glued on. So, oh, um, I didn't know that. So I'm heating up a little beanbag-like thing or a gel pack and you know, heating it up in the microwave and then setting it on the glued edges to soften it enough but not enough to crack the glass and then get in there with a tool and, and with a pizza cutter-like tool and kind of roll it along the edges and cut through all the glue, get that out, strip out the so glue. So you are a, a fan of iFixit. <laughs> oh, I love iFixit. That's your training manual, right? Yeah, a lot of my tools are from there, and their their videos are fantastic. What would happen if uh, you take somebody's iMac and you did all this glue and you were as careful as you could, but you cracked the screen? What would you do? I would buy a new screen out of my own money and tell them and and tell them I replaced it. Okay. uh, Okay. Luckily, I've not had that situation. So you're uh, incentivized because you're an honest guy. And totally. you're not going to screw the customer on that. Absolutely not. And uh, but that's no fun. So I, I'm extremely careful. But you know, I'm in there pulling out the guts and replacing things and fixing it all the time. So I love taking computers apart. I've had I, I do that for fun for my friends. I've had uh-huh. uh, a lot of fun doing that and putting in solid state drives. But uh, it's yep. it's getting too hard now. There's not much you can do. That's why I like it when it's an old computer and you can do something. I know. I know. I you know. I I do think about that when I think of 
the years in the future when I'm still doing this and if things get more and more buttoned down and sealed up and, and soldered in and, and all of that, uh, you know, I hope there's still repairability out there so I can keep, keep doing my you job. Enjoy that part. Cause I enjoy that part. And I, if that's my gig, I need to be able to keep doing my gig. So oh, don't worry. Your so- the software's still going to be garbage. So you'll, you'll have, <laughs> you have plenty of time to do that. Right. That's true. I mean, there are a lot of other things that I do, but I definitely am elbow up to my elbows in, in, uh, parts pulling stuff out. So yeah, yeah that is, that is fun stuff. Yeah. So uh, what, what kind of devices do you use yourself? Um, I have, I have a lot of devices. I've, enjoyed uh i've had each iphone model that's ever come out to get it the day they come out each year so oh, i you really camping out in the parking lot every year <laughs> and first in line and being a geek and uh um getting getting the model each year so i keep it in perfect shape and uh sell it um what i do is i sell it on craigslist before like we all kind of know when there's soon going to be an announcement about an yeah. iphone but before the announcement before the Craigslist gets flooded with everybody selling their their old iPhone, um, I sell mine usually about a week before the announcement's going to happen, just because then. But then how do you have a phone in between? Well, that's the thing. Then I have a backup, um, okay, an older phone, and I and it's always worked out great. And I usually get the full value. I usually get the full amount that I spent on it a year earlier. And oh, I have wow. Apple Care. I have Apple Care, and the Apple Care continues. You know, so that yeah. works well for people, but. Um, and then I use that money and buy the next one. Um, but yeah, I, usually- I just did a post on how I sell my Apple gear. Um, and, and I do think one of the, I don't do it as early as you do. I do it about a year later. So okay. it's not, it's yeah. definitely not the newest and hottest one, but the, the resale value is amazing. As yeah. I said in the, in the post, I said, you know, uh, have you ever searched for cheap Mac <laughs> You right. don't find them, right? They don't exist right. because right. they retain their value so well. You yeah. can get one that's, you know, 14 years old, you'll be okay, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I actually, it's funny you said cheap Mac because um, like many of us, I have a, a, a habit of buying a lot of domains that I hope that I'll use at some point. Oh. <laughs> and so I thought of uh, Mac and cheese and I thought of Mac and cheap. So I bought macandcheap.com and it's going to do a web page to sell uh, used old Macs on it and uh, <laughs> kind of use kind of the craft mac and cheese kind of look of it and uh, be mac and cheap. Um, nice and cheesy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, this year I kind of got caught off guard because I sold it. You know, the announcement was probably a month and a half ago or something. And uh, normally they announce it and then the phones go on sale like a week <laughs> later. Well, I'm using this old, small screen, slow phone with not much storage. I went from a 256 on my uh, iPhone, what, 7? 7? 7S Plus or 7 Plus, whatever. 7 Plus, yeah. And and then um, down to uh, like a 16 gig, tiny little old one, um, which, um, you know, first world problems. But anyway, um, it kept, it kept locking up because too much store, too much stuff got crammed into it. And I thought, well, this is for a week, this will be fine. But now, if you they don't, don't have come your iPhone at 10 least, yet? At least November 3rd and maybe longer, then, um, you know, I will have gone a few months with this this little slow phone and I'm dying. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you didn't do an iPhone 8 then? Um, I didn't. That I guess that one might be the one model that I don't get just because, you know. If you're if, doing the if, 10 right away anyway. If, right, right, exactly. So. Yeah, interesting. Um, so... If you say camping out, but you can't really camp out anymore, can you? 
Well, that's the thing. In the past two years, it's really changed. We used to, uh, all, all these years, we would um, we'd camp out. We would bring like furniture out with us. We had uh, movie screens and projectors, and we'd show movies out there. We'd be in a, a mall parking lot is where the line was. And um, we'd be watching movies, playing video games on a big screen out there, and we'd order pizzas. Actually, Apple would... Um, have a pizza place deliver pizzas out to us. Um, so Apple even paid for pizza for us out in line. And it I did get pe- breakfast once, but that's as close as I ever got. <laughs> um, and But it became this community. We'd see the same people every year. It was like a tradition and, and all of that. But then, you know, right around the time that the Apple Watch came out, when that came out, you couldn't get it in stores at first. It was only pre-order and delivered to your home. And then for the phones, uh, it became more and more pre-order um, and last year, the plus size phone didn't, uh, the day of, uh, the day of th- that they were going to go on sale, none of the, the stores found out that none of the plus size were going to be in the store, that those were pre-order only. Well, I hadn't pre-ordered because I like to camp out. So I had already been camping oh, out. No. And, uh, so I ended up just packing up and going home after camping out for a while because I wanted the plus size. Of course, I wanted the big screen yeah. um, and I had to pre-order. So then I had to wait a few, you know, wait a little bit. Isn't versus some of my tragedy? friends that just pre-ordered from the beginning. Yeah, what a horrible tragedy. But in my little geeky heart, it was. I want to uh, show Mark what I consider one of the saddest things. And this is when you get this. Uh, I'm holding in my hand a uh, a Qi wireless charger oh, yeah. that's sitting here waiting for the iPhone 10 to sit in it. And then like in our world next to a cracked screen, this is the yeah. saddest thing is when you get like the case first. And you're exactly. like, oh, I- sad face. I actually have uh, I have one kind of like that as well. Um, Mophie, uh, you know, that makes the cases that have the battery inside the case. Um, they have oh, yeah. one. They have one that has uh, the wireless charging pad um, yeah. that you can set it on, and you can buy the Mophie charging pad. And that's the same key or whatever QI. Key uh, is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, and uh, um, so I so a Mophie case. They sell a Mophie case that has that so you can lay it if your iphone is currently in one of those cases then you can lay your iphone on that pad and it charges it through the mophi case like that and uh so i actually have a couple of those pads ready to go because it's that same chi technology that it should work with it but i'm like man should i buy up like hundreds of these uh mophi uh charging pads so then when the new i when the iphone 10 comes out and the pads aren't gonna you know maybe aren't available for (laughs) three months um maybe i could just sell a ton of those I think I think it probably won't help you because Qi Charging's been out for a long time and there's a lot of Android users with them yeah, already. Yeah, that's true. And yep. uh, actually, I, I need to find out exactly what ones he bought, but uh, Rob Dunwood bought, what was it, six for 20 bucks? Oh my gosh. And he just sprinkled them all over his house. And he, plays, he sets his phone down. He's got this charger. And, I love that. They're like coasters. Yeah. You know? What I like about this one, and uh, let's see, are they smart enough to have their name on the bottom? There we go. Senio. Um, uh, I forget who told me about it. it was somebody on Chit Chat across the pond? Oh, it was uh, it was Megan Maroney told me about it. It's the uh, it's it's a little stand. So the nice thing is you don't have to be accurate about getting it to land on the pad. Because mm-hmm. I've been hearing like like if the if the device vibrates, it'll vibrate itself off of the <laughs> charger. And people are having problems with uh, with not having their devices charged because they didn't lay it down just right. But this is just a little stand. You just set it in it. Like a little, it looks like a dock, except there's no, there's no connectors. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's well, wireless. Also, I don't have it plugged in. <laughs> it's extreme wireless. That's right. Um, uh, 
I'm curious if it uh, will it work through a regular case. You know how Apple uses. They're saying like a that leather? they do. Okay. They right. do on the uh, on the iPhone eight, from what I've been able to see. I, there shouldn't be any interruption. If you have, um, so I recently recommended a, um, a a stand for the car, if you will, that goes into the CD player, and it's got a little magnetic yes. puck. And yes. so I right now have a big piece of metal inside have, my case. This will not work thing. if you have this though. So if yeah, that metal plate, the metal will. Right. Yeah, it's going to shield it. That's why the back is glass on the new one. So yeah, that would yeah. that would give you grief if you had that. So that's a good point. Yeah, I kind of use the same system, so I'll have to think about that. I wonder whether that. those credit card cases might start to be a problem. Any you know any kind of an air gap that you have, the bigger that air gap is, is this going to be one of those R squared terms? You know where it's the square of how far away you are is how much worse it gets. So right. it's not twice as bad when it's twice as far away. It's four times as bad when it's twice as far away. I was told there'd be no math today, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking to the wrong person. Hey, so back on your on your clients, um, yeah. have you ever had to divorce a client? Uh, there have been, there's only been one incident, uh, instance, I guess it's an incident, uh, only one instance where, um, I mean, I can get along with anybody and, uh, and I really enjoy it, and, but there was just uh, out of, Hundreds of clients. There was just one client that it just the the chemistry did not mix, and um, so I politely recommended somebody else for them and and moved on. And I, at the time, it was stressful, and I thought, oh, this you know this is I didn't enjoy going through that at all. But boy, then soon it felt really good. So I was <laughs> glad it was the right thing to do, and I uh, and so glad that I you know just moved on to a different. Uh, to a better situation. So yeah, yeah I hear it does people like... having to do that uh, uh, not quite often, but at times, and uh, I didn't know if that would ever happen to me, but it did. And luckily I can just move on and I'm glad that I could. So yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be divorcing clients every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of you. You're a big pointer. <laughs> now, do you still take care of your uh, family and friends? Um, I do. I do still. And, uh, actually for family, I usually, I, for family, I take care of it, for, take care of them for free for friends. My friends, uh, actually they've been great. They all know that that's, this is my full-time business. Uh, got yeah, kids if you're a doctor, would they ask that. you to fix your broken leg? Exactly. And so I, um, so my friends have all been happy to bring their stuff to me and been happy to pay for pay it because they it. know that it's, I, I could see maybe diagnosing it for them, but fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And actually, I often diagnose for clients, for new clients for free. Um, yeah. A lot of times I'll meet up with them and just do the diagnosis and then say no pressure. But here's the deal. If you want us to go forward with it, we will. But if not, um, you know, you can, you you know, you can take somewhere else or whatever. Totally fine. But it's just a good way it's people good. Yeah. feel like it. I mean, it's just a nice vibe to send out that I'm going to look at it for free and and. and let you know what's wrong with it. So, so you just so. used the word us, and my next question was going to be Mac Men. Are you a well, Mac it plays, Man? It, play, it plays off of Mad Men, right? Uh, and uh, Do you have a split personality also, or right, a and, son? Uh, <laughs> and why friend. are there no women? But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, actually, a, a, a ninety-year-old female client uh, one time gave me a hard time about uh, about that. Uh, Good for her. Yeah, that's what I thought. Except I explained to her it's. It, it plays off a of madman, so that's why. But um, um, 
but yeah, it's future proofing. So when I expand and I should expand, but, uh, and you expand and make sure you hire no women. (laughs) (laughs) There are penalties to being friends with me, just so you know. (laughs) Like it's tough to talk music, you know, things like that. There you go. Don't talk about iTunes. Yeah. So, um, what do you do? Um, do you recommend a VPN to your customers? Do you talk to them about that? Um, you know, most, boy, I'd say 99% of my clients, they just don't, they don't care. It's not a priority for them. Um, I talk security stuff with them all the time, but for most people, they, they really, it's not on their radar and they don't care. Um, for a few people, I've recommended a VPN, um, but uh, most of them really can't, can't get them to care. How about password <laughs> managers? Yeah, password managers totally. That's a big deal. I um for the older clients that uh really just want to write it down somewhere and hide the book somewhere or whatever, mm-hmm. there's actually a um a great uh little black book kind of thing that I that I stock up on and it's it's internet passwords or whatever. So it's a it looks like a little address book, but it's for you actually help them? Uh you enable well, I, that behavior? Yeah, well, if they're like in their 80s and they don't they're not going to they're not going to want to mess with one password, you know, at, at some they, point. The audience does not know that you're looking at me on video, but you are looking at my judgy face right now, aren't I know, you? I know. Well, the majority of my clients, I recommend one password and get them set up with it and and love it and I've used one password since it came out and it's fantastic. But if so, it's a client that's just not techie at all, I mean, they're going to be accidentally clicking on the random password generator <laughs> and it's going to be generated for them and they're not going to be able to, you know, it's gone. Or the real they're not going gone. to remember, they might not remember that master password. And then, then what, you know, so there are some people that it's just to use a software version. It's too tough, especially if they're, if they're, you know, getting up there in, in years, but so um, now for, you went to everyone went- else. One password is fantastic. I love it. You went to uh, uh, MaxDoc and you saw my video of my father-in-law, Ken, who was 80 yeah. at the time, who's such a huge proponent. I really recommend you use that video. Uh, if you don't have the link, I'll give it to you. But um, to use that video to show them, here's why in your 80s, it's easier to have one password than to not have it. That's true. And I, I mean, mean, he's 82 or 83 now, and he is, if anything, more of a proponent than he ever was I love before. It. I love it. No, it's very true. That's very and true. he's uh, he's going to be moving, and his uh, his email address was his uh, through his ISP. And oh, yeah. I told him a couple of years ago. I, I said, you know, happens. you gotta you gotta start moving over. So we set him up with Gmail a couple of years ago, and he's been slowly kind of migrating. But I wrote to him and said, hey, you know, dude, it's time. You got to do this now. You're moving in like Absolutely. two months. You need to start changing these. So we yeah. went down to their house, and Steve sat with him, and and because he had it all in one password, he could see. All of the places that he had used his his ISP's address, he could go, log in because he had the address. You know, it made it so much easier because he was using one password. And to me, the thing is that it's it's not that if you're not tech savvy, it makes it it's too hard. It's that it's easier. And and that's been what I've tried to push with people. But yeah. I, I don't I, I don't always succeed, and I'm not being paid to help them. But I just. I don't know. It makes me crazy yeah. when I hear that people think that they can't do it. Right. Yeah. No. And the great, great majority of my clients all use it. But if there are people that it just would be too tough for, 
then I do that. But um, but I agree. It does. It makes life more simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have someone tell me that they they do help them with one password, but they don't make them have a long, complex one password. And uh, you actually know who said that. And I will tell you <laughs> offline who that was. And it's just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. That's right. like that. That's quadruple criminal, you know, right. Taping the key on the front door or something. Yeah, exactly. Not even putting it under a fake rock, right? Right. (laughs) Or the mat, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? This has been really fun. This was as much fun as I expected it to be. And uh, if you ever have new stories of crazy stuff that's happening in the the McMahon world, uh, I hope you'll come back and talk to us again. Oh, I'd love it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. So if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Sure. Um, my website is macmentech.com. So macmen, then T-E-C-H.com. Um, or my email is mark at macmentech.com. Um, Facebook uh, is uh, Facebook slash the macmen, I believe. I, I don't That's have That's what it your notes say. <laughs> okay, great. And then Twitter is at the underscore mac underscore men, I believe. So. All right. Very cool. Well, of course, all those links will be in the show notes. And uh, this was as much fun as I hoped it would be, Mark. Oh, thanks so much. We have a blast when we get together. And it was fun to, to get together through this podcast, too. Thanks, Allison. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says support the show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal, or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.